Okay, welcome to Leader Game Studio Cast. I'm Clay, and today I'm talking with Patrick Leader, the CEO and founder of Leader Games. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you, Clay. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting working at Leader Games, I must say, Patrick. How long have you actually dreamed about owning your own game publishing company? <laughs> uh, I would say possibly in fifth grade. Um, a long, wow. t- a long time ago. Going back to fifth grade? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, for a while, I wanted to write books. I really liked um, fantasy fiction when I was younger. Uh-huh. And uh, I was convinced that's what I was going to do when I grew up. But my parents were like, I think you're going to... You care more about games than you do about writing. And, sure. and so I started, you know, and that was meant to be like something to get me to like maybe structure my career into something more practical, but I still, um, yeah, I still started thinking about games a lot. Yeah. And I, I, you know, back when I was younger, there was a lot of little companies named after people, Steve Jackson, Art Alsorian, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I was more on the RPG side. And so for me, it was just like, cool. I can, you know, I can have this thing someday that, that'll make games and, and uh, we'll just have fun all day. Right? Yeah. yeah. Did you have the name Leader Games in mind all the way back uh, then? I, I, I think Leader Cut Industries was, was bounced around a lot. And, and that kind of turned into a joke in high school because sure. uh, I would do these fake pitches for Leader Cut Industries running um, seminars for you, like on how to roll dice. Uh-huh. You know, every time one of my friends threw dice on the floor while trying to roll dice or, you know, just filling out your character sheet or, or other basic skills. And stuff like that. Like that. So, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well... So you mentioned fifth grade. Like, do you remember what sort of games you were actually playing back then? Or tell me the story about how you started getting into games getting in into the games. first place. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I've always been like, uh, like I've always had some sort of creative pursuit. I'm, I did work in a comic book for a while in junior high. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot of writing. I have written two manuscripts for novels that will never see the light of day. And um, so back then I was playing... Um, I was a big reader of Dragon Magazine in junior high. I played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Me too, uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, all those little games in Dragon, um, like Clearama and the Baton Race of Yaz and um, the Search remember, for like, the Emperor's Hunt, Treasure. Do you remember like Hunt the Wampus or something like that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to really like those. I used to eat up those little games. And, um, and I, you know, that's... I mean, in some ways, that's like the like board games were around back then, and there was a little bit of a renaissance back then, uh, back in the late seventies. But I think like those little games, like they're really thematic, kind of got me thinking more about like what sure. sort of stories can I tell with a board game. So, um, so I played a lot of those. Uh, Teenagers from Outer Space was pretty popular. The anime game from Artel Sorian, which wasn't quite billed as anime back then because they didn't mm-hmm. know how to market it. Um, tune everything from Steve Jackson played a ton of Car Wars. Um, yes. Got into Vampire and the World of Darkness stuff in high school. So yeah, I played Car Wars myself. I also got into the little mini games by TSR. Yeah, I yeah, some of those. Yep. Yeah, I love those. And then yeah. the classic by Steve Jackson, Ogre, mm-hmm. which is still going strong today. Yeah, you know, I never play. I didn't play Ogre until college, but um, and uh, I think the game that really did it for me back then was. Um, Cosmic Encounter, and it's still in my top ten. Such a classic, easily, game, yeah. yeah. And we, we just, you know, we were we were up looking at uh, Games Workshop stuff. One one trip up, we would we would take a, a trip once, like a month, to the cities. To I lived in a rural town, uh, an hour south of the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. and uh, we would take a we would take a trip uh, once a month, and we would go to the game store and buy 
um, you know, like look at role playing books and buy those. And and mm-hmm. at, at that time, I was like, well, in case we don't get everybody here, let's find a board game. And and you know, I'd already been a little bit interested in board games, so I found Cosmic, sure. picked up Cosmic, and I love Cosmic because it's it's a great like here's a very simple rule set, and then because everyone has an exception to this very simple rule set, you can build a ton of games inside of it. So yeah, so I still really like it. so much replay value yeah. in Cosmic Encounters and Robo Rally too. Cool, yeah. Well, so now tell us about your typical work day. So now you're coming to work. You're 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 running this company. What do you do on a typical day? Uh, so I, I spend I divide my time up between three tasks. I, uh, as I see it, um, I'm I'm creative director. That's my actual title. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't go by CEO during the day, and, and the reason I do that is so um, primarily to make it. There's so many small companies that a lot of people from the outside will look at our titles and then contact me to sell me something. Um, sure. That's not necessarily relevant to what I do day to day. So I say creative director. Um, so I am, I'm during the day, I am designing or developing a game, depending which one we're working on. Um, and so the, the idea being that between Cole and I, who Cole is the, the other designer developer, um, I'll be designing, he'll be developing, or vice versa. And, sure. And that's kind of that's kind of the working model. I wasn't super involved in Root beyond just make you know playing it, and making a lot of suggestions on on where to take gameplay and how to improve flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like I was sitting there designing cards. But uh, yes, yeah, so right now, currently, I'm working uh, a large part of my week on Vast and Mysterious Manor. Um, yes. I also do a lot of casual marketing. Uh, during the day, so I spend a, a fair amount of time on Twitter and Facebook, which seems like a waste of time, but it's it, it builds our brand and it builds my identity in the brand um, a lot when I spend when I do when I work. Yeah, it helps things. build the audience. Yeah, it helps build the audience. Helps stuff. get the yeah. audience excited. So I do that. I do a lot of um, as Clay puts it. I talk to a lot of people and get advice about things. Um, and bring in a lot of information to the company, so um, which is one of the things I admire about you, Patrick. Oh, I think <laughs> I I think you've got some great leadership skills. And one of the things that I've always liked about Patrick is he's not afraid to ask for advice from other people, and then he takes all that advice in and he makes a decision based on a lot of input. Right. And I think that's just a great way for, to go, for better or worse. Yeah. And so then the I mean the other the other third of the week then is just spent like managing the the company. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of things that are going on the operations side. Um, I still n- haven't completely transferred all the knowledge I have from the fierce beers of the company to mm-hmm. uh, Clay and Jake. And so there's, there's still a lot of that going on. So what would you say is your favorite moment in Leader Games history so far? <laughs> oh, boy, there's been a lot of good ones, right? Um, so after I started the, um, the Vast Kickstarter, which was my second Kickstarter, which a lot of people, you know, speaking of taking advice from people, I look at other people in the industry and I try and learn from them what, what made them succeed and pattern, not like, not without thought, but I do like to pattern what I do after what other people do, but you have to be careful about that because you can't just follow someone like their advice may not be right. You know? Sure. So my favorite moment, one of my favorite moments was, uh, we, we launched the, um, the first fast Kickstarter, and and then my point being with with you know success is you can't just look at the fast Kickstarter and say you're an overnight success. I worked really hard. Vast was my third published game. It's not the first game I designed before that either. Mm-hmm. And um, and it, so I started the vast Kickstarter, and like honestly, I had discussions with people. I was up all night the night before trying to figure out what we we're going to make. 
I knew we needed about twenty five thousand to print vast, like minimally. Minimum. Yeah. And and some one of my friends was like, eh, it'll probably take off and do about forty thousand. And and I was like, whoa, that sounds great. I was still at work the next day at uh, the company I was working, software shop I was working at after the twenty four hours after we launched it. Uh huh. And when it funded, um, I just sat there staring at the screen. That was the you moment know? right there. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I was, I was just, I was just so astounded that we had moved. Uh, we, we raised 26,000. I think it was, no, it was, it was 24,000 in 26 hours. And I was just blown away. Like, you know, so the expectation that we we're going to make 40,000 was clearly not right. Like we were, right. we were definitely going to break a hundred thousand. Uh, the other moment I really liked was, uh, when Vast finally arrived after months of working on it and, redesigning and recalibrating the design sure um there's a video i have where uh i'm opening the box for the first time on air uh-huh. and i got you know i course opened it the night before just to make sure everything was there but <laughs> yeah i didn't want to be on air and like find something missing and my brother wrote to me later and he said i you know like at one point i thought you were gonna cry like you were wow. just so happy you magical know? moment <laughs> yeah that. that's so that was pretty good that's what it's all about so why is being um, socially conscious important to you in running a game company? Uh, well, I think we can do a lot of harm <laughs> if we mm-hmm. don't if we don't uh, if we don't pay attention to what we're doing, and um, and so that's to me like that's part of the mission. And I, I you know, have I delivered on that? I, I don't know. Like you know, there's there's things we could we could definitely you definitely do have in ways because I know it's important to you. Yeah, yeah. And I know that's something that you're going to work toward. Yeah, and I yeah, and so you know, it's is it like, you know, it's is it about having a balanced workforce? Is it about, um, is it about the the way we deliver our message? Is it is it the way we print our games? There's a lot of things we could be working on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now we still print in China and we ship it over here, which is efficient in economic terms yes but is it efficient in 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 the resources we have i i don't think so and i haven't really you know worked on that um but the thing i have been able to be on mission with is i think that the characters in vast and in root yeah being able to have men and women in the game um it seems so basic to me but it's still like something that we um that we see wrong i I would like to see what the difference is over the years. Like if there was a mm-hmm. way to, to look at the percentages of how things have changed, but to know that we're improving because it, it feels like we haven't improved and it's, it's frustrating to me. Sure. Um, so that's, that's important to me. Well, what kind of impact do you hope leader games will have on the game industry? Oh, um, <laughs> I, I would like to get more women and people of color involved in the, in the design and the development of games. Mm-hmm. And even in, I mean, if, if there's the right accounting person or whatever, um, you know, operations person out there, then, yeah, uh, then absolutely. I want, then I want to get them more involved. I would love to be able to have the luxury of leaning back some time and saying, this game has to be made out of a hundred percent recycled material or, yes. you know, and, or it has to be made in the U S because we don't want to pay the shipping cost or, or my wife can help with that aspect. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my wife works in the environmental industry. Yeah, so yeah. We can have more talks about that. Yeah. We can do a whole separate I, I actually have a friend that. who's a buyer for um, uh, a book publisher who does, uh, who does all this work too. And, mm-hmm. and she is um, capable of helping us. That is, uh, it's, I mean, it takes a lot of time to do those things, and we haven't had the luxury of time and with every project. Sure. Um, and I'd like to, I'd like to be able to have that sometime. But yeah. And then yeah, the other thing we talked about too is doing one game a year with a, a social message. Um, and I, I kind of 
put that by the back burner. Um, you know, that's something I'm kind of passionate about as well, yeah. Patrick. So I'm kind of hoping going forward we can achieve we can get that. Back to it. We can achieve that as a company. It turns out the game we're working on was being published already, which happens. Correct. So, yeah, yeah so we, we stopped working on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Patrick, tell me what is the best thing about going to work each day? I mean, now you're in a job that you love. What's the best part of doing a job that you love? <laughs> oh, it's seeing all your bright and delightful faces. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> As I look around the office. I mean, it's it's funny because I was in a job before that I uh, started out really liking. And um, it just didn't, it wasn't that dynamic. It didn't change mm-hmm. that quickly. And after the initial struggle of that job, because when I arrived, I was at the start of a project where something had to be built and installed. And then I was maintenancing it. I worked in it as a database person. Uh-huh. And and so to slowly slide from like extreme like usefulness to like slowly declining into um, I'm just maintaining the system. And people don't even want to change it anymore because it's a system that works for their jobs. And I don't blame them. Sure. Um, and to slowly watch that and then to realize that like it was hard to move change jobs because there wasn't a ton of upward mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I can see like all that that's all different. I'm not dependent on someone else for a job. I'm dependent on my audience. I'm but mm-hmm. you know, as long as we can see keep selling games to them, we'll be okay. And and I like that. Yeah. I like that I like that freedom and that potential. It's it's hard too, you know, I mean it, it can be stressful of course, but but I, I'm I'm not I'm not too worried about it. But I yeah, I just being able to come in and play a board game that's not ours or play a game that is ours or I mean, I, I was reflecting on it this morning that I love getting up in the morning now, and I love going to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would and I say, love my family. I like going home too. But yeah, um, I mean, it's just it's it's just such a difference um, knowing that I'm not just dragging myself to somewhere that I'm trading time for money. So absolutely, I feel like if you're doing a job that you you absolutely love and you're passionate about, you can actually become more energized. Yeah. by working. Yeah, instead of getting home at the end of the day and like, feeling oh, drained. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and it, you know, yeah. there's still days I get home and 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 um, I'm like, oh, I just want to nap, mm-hmm. but I gotta help Alice get to bed. So <laughs> yeah. So who is David Somerville? Tell oh. me about the very beginnings of Vast. Yeah, yeah. So David Somerville is um, a, an awesome, amazing fellow who I hope is listening right now. Um, David Somerville was a guy who. Uh, designed the original concept for Vast, and so like you know, as much credit as I take for it, he 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 wrote, a, he designed the game, and he and he had the core concept, and mm-hmm. and that was that all the roles have to be asymmetric, that that have to play differently, and they're and they're like looking for a goal within the within the structure of the game. They have a, they have a way to win within the structure of the game. Sure. I was looking for other games that use tiles to make a dungeon because I was working on a similar game. Dungeon crawl type game. Dungeon crawl game, yeah. And yeah. actually, I have looked at the notes for that game recently and thought about reviving it um, now that I have the resources to build that game that I wanted to. But I was, I was, I was looking to see how other people build dungeons with tiles. So I went looking at the... I trolled the work-in-progress thread on um, Board Game Geek, which is thousands of posts long, maybe tens of thousands of posts long. And um, just by luck, ran into Trove, which was uh, yeah. what Vast used to be called. And there was this guy who was working on this game. He was a graphic designer, and so the game already looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was working on this game, and I, I looked at it, and I downloaded it, and I was just stunned by how like simple 
and interesting and like and accessible the game was when when uh, compelling with which I, which I you know screwed up half of those but um <laughs> and and so I I wrote them immediately I, I think I read it twice within mm-hmm. 48 hours I said hey I don't have much going on as a publisher but if you want to I will help you this game needs to be published I will help you find a publisher I will publish it myself if I have to but this game needs to be published what made you think Vast was going to be a hit. I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was just so compelling. I I I just I like dungeon crawlers anyway. Uh-huh. But then this concept of just playing everyone playing different jobs um, was just so interesting to me, and I I just I just loved it when I when I first saw it. So yeah, I, I and and there was already like a, a, a like a ten page discussion about the game, um, and I, sometimes I miss that game. Like when we talk about it, I think about mm-hmm. like how different the goblins were and like how just kind of how it evolved over yeah time and, it, and, stuff. and it yeah. had to evolve to make the game uh, not as swingy as it was when i first got it um mm-hmm. but right well one of the things that i personally love about vast is it has just such great player interaction while yeah. you're playing and then it's just if you switch roles like if i play a couple games as the knight and then uh-huh. now i go and play as the dragon it's just a new game experience yeah and i love that aspect of yeah it. It's it's tremendous that way. And so yeah, it's funny. Like someone asked me last night during our Monday night playtest, how do I, how do they, how do you stay in love with the game while you're playtesting it? Mm-hmm. Was basically the question. That that helps a lot, right? I can yeah. I can always just switch roles if I'm getting tired of the game. I can always just switch roles and keep watching the thing I'm supposed to be watching from that other role. Yep. And so I, I yeah, I, it's very easy to stay. stay I have been with you, Patrick, fresh. where we have demoed vast. All day, day long, long at a convention, yeah. and then we have played it for fun at night. Yeah, yes, we have. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> so was those are some of the best moments too. That was it? yeah, like South by Southwest. Uh, it was right after the not South by Southwest. Sorry, Pack South, right after the first campaign, and and we literally played full games all day, teaching yep. people how to play. Yep. And you weren't there, but uh, we got done, and we went. We like went and had dinner. And then we walked back to the convention, and we were standing in the open game area, and I was just like, what do you want to do now? And mm-hmm. we were all like, let's play it again. <laughs> let's <laughs> so do it again. we sat down and, and played it. <laughs> and like, we had a volunteer with us who wasn't from the company, and he was like, what are you all doing? And we're like, <laughs> well, after like playing half a game all day, I just want to like, play a full play, game. I want to play a full game yeah. and enjoy it. <laughs> so we did. So Patrick, who was the first person you hired as an employee? I guess that's Carol Tan. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, so Carol um, Carol is an re- online retail store owner from Canada, and um, she contacted me about buying games for her store, and then I asked her if she would be willing to handle our Canadian fulfillment, because we hadn't found a Canadian partner yet. So we did that. She just has this great gift f- with people for being able to, like, no matter how angry they are or how how much problems have been created. She can just soothe over. Smooth it over. Smooth it over. That's a skill. And and I I have some of that, but I I only have a limited amount of it per day. And she seems to just be bottomless in that that regard. And I was getting overwhelmed by email from the campaign. And I said, is there any chance for like 10 hours a week, you could just come in and answer emails for me Mm -hmm. and and, and just like take care of people that are angry about their address being wrong or, or whatever. And, and and she just she handled it all, and it was it was wonderful. And so now she's um, 
She still works for me part-time, and she still answers the majority of my email. <laughs> it's been wonderful working with Carol. Yeah. She's really good at what she does, yeah. Yep. So, Patrick, tell me what you want people to, you know, for the listeners out there, what do you want people to know about Leader Games? I just want people to know that I, I'm, I'm really excited about bringing to them the best game I can. and The best game you can, yeah. And the temptation is for people in my situation is in situation like like that's a bad thing people at my desk might see that there there's a lot of games out there and i applaud the efforts of all the designers working on them mm-hmm. um and i i feel that there's this this urge to to keep publishing things i i could publish a game every two months maybe like if i had a bigger staff and we could uh, ramp up if we wanted to we could ramp up more games could become we could definitely look at more games that are coming in and i i like the submissions we get um but i just i i just want to be careful about bringing out more games than i can sincerely tell people about that i can evangelize about that i can talk about that your passion that i can that i can bring to people i would never want to go to a convention with two new games like i'd never want to be there going oh yeah play play this awesome new thing for root and oh yeah we have this other thing for vast you know like i I would never want to do that and and so i i I always want to be like one big what's the big next thing we're working on and i like the big i like delivering um, that's why I liked about Crystal Caverns is there's so many ways to play it and there's so many ways to approach it. Even like just the difficulty variants, the mm-hmm. uh, the train cards. Um, that I, I believe that people got a lot of value out of the box. Yeah, absolutely. There's a tremendous value in that box. Yeah. So that's that's great. Well, I'll tell you what, Patrick, that's, we've kind of reached the end here. So I want to thank everybody for listening to the Leader Game Studio Cast. Uh, if there's a topic you want us to cover in a future episode, just send us an email. All right. Thanks, Clay. That's it. Yeah, thanks, Patrick. And uh, next time, we'll probably be talking about Mysterious Manor. Woo! Which is the next big project for Leader Games. For Leader Games. Thank you.